0: Welcome back to Clutch Sports Media. Welcome back to Clutch Sports Media. We had a technical difficulty with the sports cast, but um, for my podcasters, we are back with our next segment. Hello, my people. It is week eight. The NFL, we're bringing us to a reality check. We have a undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers trade deadlines. The Saints ship Kiko Alonzo and they get a linebacker from the 49ers. The 49ers, Jimmy G and George Kittle's out. Oh, what is they gonna do now? Form four 49ers? Was oh, it time to say bye bye? Who knows? Um, with the bye weeks over we get a Arizona back and of course one of the topics was the COVID-19 two players which were not named Um, but five men to Arizona is you know hot. I'm like you know we would have known if it was somebody you know I guess starting lineup but Coach Cliff Kingsbury came out and, you know, spoke about it earlier today, day. Uh, and that's kind of what we have to live with now with NFL and having sports and having COVID-19 all into one. That's kind of the world we are now basically living in. So it's expected to happen unfortunately it happens seeming more often and with college football kicking off they're having a lot of issues and problems and it's a lot of controversy and trying to figure that whole system out that's enough I was able to watch a um, I think it's on NFL Network um, when they show how they do the COVID um, contact tracing and the whole everything. You know, it's on there. And then it's really like detailed to a T, like everything. Like they track it down to the T. And that's all in practicing safe. Because you remember week one, week two, when the coaches were slipping with the mask off and everything, and the NFL, when they hitting them. After that, we see them with masks or face shields, and they're taking it serious now. Because, you know, when we first kicked this off, you know, Tennessee was on banned for a while, and COVID took a a toll on the Raiders players. But they was able to be cleared, and it's just up and down situation right now. But two of the Arizona players were tested positive we have no names unless they really and i haven't seen adam Shuffler notification or a tweet saying anything else about it um shaping up week nine we're through eight weeks of nfl action 49 is the most banged up team one of the most banged up teams and again their quarterback is banged up again um, you kind of feel sorry for the guy, you know, because it's like you just got injured and come back and you're trying to do and it's just not working. It did not work out the way it seemed because George Kittle and, Jim, and Jimmy Garoppolo are both out. Eight weeks maybe for Kittles. And I mean, here we're in November. Jimmy G, we have to figure out what's going to happen. So, I mean, tomorrow morning, we'll have the headlines popping. But as of right now, the Giants are crying foul from Monday night. The last play on that two-point conversion. It could have been a DPI. I watched it. And, I mean, the ball was behind him, you know. He played it just how he's supposed to play it. And. Yet. The 1-7 Giants. Are. Good. They played an excellent game. It came down to mismanagement of their game time in their play to where it had to boil down to a two-point conversion for you to tie, not to win, but to tie. So losing key pieces of the equation for a successful run at trying to get from where they're at again, one in seven and last place in the division and... Doesn't look promising. The Giants are spoilers. And the Giants almost spoiled the Bucs. Call it what it is. This is where the Giants went and got some, ro- some running backs as well as they got Deion. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. Yeah. He caused a touchdown for Daniel Jones in the end zone. Same thing he did for Tom Brady when he was in New England. Ironic. Look, the classic nice storyline for Monday night, just for that one aspect. Because if the Giants would have won, that would have been plastered. Lewis sliding touchdown. It still was clutch. Because Daniel Jones was able to get it in there over a very good Buccaneer DB. And just for that moment, the Giants were winning 14-6. to 6. They were, no, at the time it was 7-3. to 3. But the Giants would take a 14-6 lead. They would keep Brady from scoring in the first quarter. And they would give it up. But what I'm getting at is that not only are the Giants... Losing by two points to a six and two Bucks. The Atlanta Falcons won Thursday night taking on Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. Now, Carolina is coming off that loss to the Saints. Reason why I took them from my ESPN streak and placed a couple of the players I didn't put Samuels in, which I should have put Samuels in, because Samuels actually did double-digit numbers out of all of the Panther players for Thursday night. We'll do a fantasy segment, too. I mean, if anybody wants to help with the fan, a Mary LP fan, you can do a fantasy segment with me. Thank you for the follow. Um, But Atlanta spoiled the Carolina, hope. I mean, it didn't really. When you look at three and five in today's NFL, it's not that far off because Detroit's three and four, um, San Fran is four and four, Carolina's three and five, and then Washington, Minnesota, Dallas. Are two and five, and Atlanta's two and six. Um, The Giants are, yes, tonight that they lost, they're falling to one and seven. But like I said, the G men are going to be spoilers. They're going to spoil. They're playing decent football. They're one and seven record. I'm, I'm not personally a Giants fan, but I like to root for a good underdog. And tonight, the underdog really showed up because for a second Tampa was on the hills, you know. Tom went to the sideline and was he he caught that that Tom Brady we know there with the helmet swinging and yeah. But Bruce Arians he was hostile. So I mean, you know it was a good Monday night football game and you wouldn't have not suspected the Giants are that horrible one and seven, but could have actually won the game. Tied it, probably got to overtime, and who knows. But, oh man, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. My stream just dropped for my SportsCast show, and I'm doing the podcast at the same time so I can get two of them in. But we're going to keep going with the podcast, though. You know, we're going to let it go on because I have some stuff to get in. And I would like to get in, especially with the way that the season is shaped up thus far. All right. Now, 49ers lose to Seattle. Seattle improves to 61. 49ers drop to 4-4 as of right now the one through ten category for the nfc is seattle six and one tampa bay six and two green bay five and two philadelphia three four and one new orleans five and two arizona five and two los angeles rams five and three chicago bears five and three san francisco 49ers four and four and the detroit Lions would fall in the ten spot at 3-4. On um, the AFC side of things, we have Pittsburgh still undefeated 7-0. Kansas City right behind them at 7-1. Buffalo, surprising 6-2. Tennessee Titans at 5-2. Baltimore Ravens who lost to Pittsburgh at 5-2. Indianapolis Coast who are coming off a good win against Detroit 5-2. Cleveland lost at home to the Raiders. Five and three in the Las Vegas Raiders, who beat the Cleveland Browns, improved to four and three. While Miami, with the Tua era, who's kicked off and upset a Rams team and improved to four and three. Then we have Denver sitting just like Detroit at three and four. Denver, who... Tooth and nail, fought to come back and beat the Los Angeles Chargers, who are in the bottoms with the two and five crew, which would be your Cincinnati Bengals, two and five and one. The LA Chargers, two and five, and New England Patriots, for the first time since 2002, are two and five, and not running the division. They didn't even score a touchdown through the air on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills but could have still won the game because when you have the greatest coach of mine ever, then you can mix in some schemes and plots because you're down weapons but when you have lack thereof or poor performance or it just didn't happen, whatever the case may be the Patriots are two and five. The fall from Brady-ism took a total. Brady's over there in Tampa. And it's not to make a comparison. But the separation brought about change. The weapons that he has. Now he gets A-B the separation to two and five with a very quality quarterback Cam Newton is not junk he's quality he's, he's he went to the Super Bowl he national champion the man is a he, he can move he can run it's why that look on his face at the end of the game when that fumble came up was a look that this team will turn it around and they face off against the Jets the Jets are ONA now we just finished talking about in the early part of the segment about spoilers well the ONA Jets have nothing to play for they would love nothing better than to beat the New England Patriots while they are down and guess what? It's going to be a battle because the Jets are the laughing stock of football. Patriots are pretty much talked about mostly now because of the sudden downwardness like three weeks in a row we're talking about how horrible the play of the Patriots is it is it because we have to check Josh McDaniels is it not that you have a mobile quarterback that you're not trying to kill him but that you don't know how to really dial up this right scheme I mean what is the problem the defense can hold when they need it and they've done it but what is not getting paid there i mean Damien harrison good running good running 102 yards rushing that is something that new england can look forward to and seeing that okay we have a running runishing attack now with the addition of cam newton that's why bill belichick did not hesitate to say Cam Newton is my boy we're sticking with Cam that look right there that he gave when he took that fumble that look is a look that's going to turn a page in the book out of the two and five bottom teams for the AFC Cincinnati, Bengals, 2-5-1. Joe Burrow won. He beat a very good Tennessee team. He looks more relaxed with the offense. He looks like he's coming. Justin A. Burr lost the lead. It wasn't on A. Barrett to lose the lead. The defense did not stop the Broncos. That is going to be the problem for the Chargers. That is the problem for the Bengals. But on Sunday, to stop the Tennessee Titans with King Derrick Henry was a a, a momentous moment, a pivotal in change. You can look at this and be like, what happened? The Chargers giving up that game like that, and New England just fumbling away the win. The poll in question. And it'll be on our Twitter, and we are at Clutch Media on Twitter. We have a poll. Out of the three, two will have a better season ending. We're at week nine. We're going into week nine. Week eight is out of here. Week nine is in preview. We're reviewing it. We're talking about it. Because Houston 1-6. Jacksonville 1-6. Jacksonville has lost to the un- Win this team. Like they, Jacksonville lost to Miami when Miami was on 3, and Miami hasn't looked back. Jacksonville has not won. Houston won that one game. And yeah, I mean, they played Pittsburgh. I, I understand. But they could almost, they, they had a chance. That's what the job is to go and do it now the Jets are lining up to play New England this is going to be a test to see how New England responds to the four game losing streak four while the Jets are on a eight game losing streak who wants it more you know I know Coach Belichick press conference, he said we're focused on moving on to New York. Well, that's good. While on the other hand, Tom Brady gets to face Drew Brees in the Brady Breeze Part 2. And right now, I think Tom Brady is leading with the touchdowns. Overall, over right now. Um, I will have those for the next segment when we dive into the Brady Breeze uh, rivalry. You know, competition. You know, that's what we call this little you know thing because both of them are both competitive and they face each other. And this time, I'm saying Tommy. Now we have his weapons back and the running game has come to light and the Saints against the Bears. The Bears running attack was obsolete. I mean, it was it was there was no running attack. And the Saints let the Bears pound for almost hundred yards that game with the well-balanced of how Tampa Bay is going to prepare to play them because you know they already know that y'all got to come to our house, y'all got to play on our turf, and who knew that Tampa would peak and be on this streak? And Brady's been putting up some, some, some monster numbers. I mean, against Green Bay, he dropped what three four um, against the Raiders. He dropped four. Um, I mean, you know, tonight wasn't all that pleasant. You know, it wasn't like all spectacular numbers, but you know, it was enough to get the job done. And Drew, I think he threw that touchdown. Um uh, Against the Bears that tied it up for the Saints. But it wasn't very much offense when you look at how everything turned out for them. Now, we're going to get into some um, interview segments in a few. But I just want to let you know, okay, Tom Brady tonight was 28 of 40, Um, Two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette was 15 of 52. Um, Ronald Jones was 7 of 23. So the Giants defense was able to, you know, Maintain a decent, I mean, they didn't give up, but 81 yards total, you know. Like Mike Evans was five of 55 with a score, Rob Runkowski was four for 41 with a score, seven targets for Mike. uh Run had four targets. Um, Jaden Mickens, he had some drops, Cameron break you know, he had some drops, he, you know. And but he was targeted eight times. He had five for 36. You know, and it's that's what Brady is like advocate for having Antonio come in now. Because you you would help me have all your weapons back. The Bucks defense, um, Carlton Davis of the interception, um Sean Murphy bunting an interception two total interceptions, two takeaways for them. Um, three sacks on the... I mean, you know, so pretty much... Like I said, the Bucks are dominant force. But the Giants... Uh, Daniel Jones, 25 or 41, 256, two touchdowns, two interceptions. You can't have turnovers against a good defense because when you have the turnovers against the defense, that's when... You give it away. Like I said. They had jumped out to early lead. 14-3. And then with 14-6. to But. Tom Brady. With the weapons he got. With the understanding of the game he got. It looked like. It was over with third quarter. But. It will come back because like I said we're shaping up we've got to this week eight we've made it through now we hit the run the Saints lose this week the Bucks take the top, the top two you know what I'm saying the Bucks could go seven and two Saints will fall to five and three if we could good at would us I understand but Tampa's at home, their favorite, of course. New Orleans definitely finds ways to win, and this is a division rival. But Tampa also wants to pay back New Orleans for that week one hospitality they extended out to them and welcome, meantime, Brady to the NFC South. But with that being said, you also have to fact in the fact that now the Saints' defense look like they can stop a passing attack. But guess who's coming to dinner? Antonio Brown. Oh, whoa. He's coming in. And Mike Evans. And like I said, with Godwin. And Rob Gronkowski and Brady are clutching right now. Man. Tampa looked decent when it was when it was driving. They looked good. I'm looking at the Mike Evans replay for the touchdown he scored. That is what Brady and Mike want right there. Win, and that is the combination that they got. The defense is is good. I'm surprised that the defense played the way they played, but going into this next match. You have to watch it. Because guess what? You're playing a defense, an offense, excuse me, that can score points and can score points really fast. And before you know it, they're up there. Even though I'm much tap a comeback, take that 25 to 17 lead. But them boy, Daniel Jones is a fighter and not give up that's what i'm talking about these is the critical weeks ahead and when we come back with the preview segment with the with the lineup for next week we're going to go into these matchups because guess what it's that time of the year ladies and gentlemen week nine is going to separate the post from your season you're going to find out what it is and guess what i'm your host jay perspective and i'm here to give you that insight. Stay tuned. This is Clutch Sports Media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back. Welcome back to Clutch Sports Media with your host Jay Perspective. As we bring you NFL updates um, Interview pressers. Just the latest from the NFL as week eight comes to an end and we head on to week nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Giants and Bucks played Monday night. Bucks win 25 over the Giants, 1 7. But there was a call at the end that people called about the failed two-point conversion, and it was a DPI. Um, I found Joe Judge's thoughts on that after the game. So, let me get this up for y'all. You know, it's kind of interesting, you know. And then we'll go on to see what Bruce Arian says, and you know, Tom touched on it, but, you know, he really did. But Joe Judge was active. It seems like if he puts it more to the outside, Dion has a uh, completion that might be fairly easy. Yeah, I think Dion had a chance to catch the ball right there. There's just contact before the ball had a chance to get there for him to actually finish and complete the catch. So it's tough to make that assessment on a throw right there. Um, As far as getting the ball out of bounds, Paul, I mean, none of the things that happened tonight were a result of trying to throw the ball out of bounds and the ball just not reaching it in fact he had a nice throw away in that you know last drive right there to stop the clock and avoid a sack um, so I don't see any issues specifically with that Paul alright you heard he asked if Daniel Jones would have thrown just the more to the outside and he was going for it would that have made a difference he said it was contact. And I'm watching the game. And, you know, like I said, they're right there. When the ball is behind him and he reaches back, he's already reaching back, but he's right there with him. So it's not looking at it's not intentional. I mean, it's defense. He has to he has to play the ball. You know, you're trying to keep them from scoring. That's the whole object. But Joe Judge just gave his brief statement on how he feels about that. And he feels it was contact. Okay, uh, Bruce Aarons, coach of the Tampa Bay Bucs, um, explains how he saw the pivotal two-point conversion call after, <laughs> you know, the Bucks win. And the Giants feel like they were kind of robbed. I guess you know, in the end, it's it's crazy. But Bruce Arians, right here, it's a good call. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know why it took so long, but uh, you know, he's had his hands, hands out. He would there was no contact. The ball hit him in the back what he said no contact ball hit him in the back that was that and that's clearly what i mean winfield was was was, with you covering him and he's he's following him but when he like i said when he the receiver turns around to reach back for the ball because the ball is behind him he turns into the receiver so the receivers all i mean the db's automatically going forward so it wasn't uh, intentional and it wasn't a call because clearly, trust me, they would have called it. But here we are with the Giants, Joe Judge, saying that there was a miscall. It clearly was touch. But either way it goes the Giants, 1 and 7, and the Bucks are 6 and 2. On to the next, the Bucks will be taking on the Saints. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, Week Nine. Brady Brees, the rivalry again. Man, funny how that plays out. Um, Tom Brady passes up Drew Brees' most passing yards right now, five hundred and sixty-one touchdowns as these two are going to go back and forth pretty much all season interesting to see how it's going to play out this sunday night with both of them on you know opposite each other looks to be an interesting one trade news desmond king is traded from the chargers um star corner to the Tennessee Titans for some conditional draft round picks I think that's what was on the wire when I was reading that. I mean trade game is all the way open some notable names that may be on there um, JJ Watt Houston um, Raiders need a corner they looking at trying to see about Steph Stephon Gilmore Mike Thomas, could there be a question there? Julio Jones, we know the Saints have traded Kiko Alonso for Quan Alexander, but he's an injury prone linebacker from preliminary just investigation. That's, you know. But, you know, he, he might get there and get healthy and be a Right there with Demario the Davis, and the Saints have a chance. There. They can stop some of this, you know, over-the-middle stuff. There, they have some some decent stock. All right, Wims. Yes, the, the guy who whooped up on Gardner, man. You know, Sunday, the Bears, Saints, the brawl, the game, fight. Like, ooh, Him. Oh, he got off on him he claimed he spit on and pulled his mouthpiece you know it's football they play dirty but you know you gotta control yourself or take it out some kind of other way you know but either way it goes he will be suspended two games and fine uh, for the brawl against the Saints funny how oh uh, that note Sunday night I mean Monday night football um, combined effort Wayne Gollum 12 of 44 with that one touchdown, Alfred Morris 8 of 23, Daniel Jones 3 of 20, Evan Ingram 1 of 9, 24 attempts for a 101 touchdown to combined to get the Giants a rushing effort. You got you, you did you? you. Between the two running backs, the backup and the add-on and Daniel Jones with the tight end Evan Ingram, the Giants combined 24 rushing attempts for 101 yards and one TD. So it's like having to put everybody out there just the equivalency to have Saquon back. But he tweeted out a picture. He thumbs up. Surgery was good. We're going to keep him in our clutch prayers and that, you know, he will make a speedy recovery and he get back to football, you know, and the Giants, you know, just have to stay up. I mean, they showed strength. Slayton, Darius Slayton is a good pick of fantasy people. Darius Slayton, if he's available, go and get him. You never know. He, he, He had a nice, somewhat of a decent matchup tonight. Um... Daniel Jones with 25 of 41, 256 yards, and two touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay. Not a bad for the kid. You know? Uh, Devin Cook, 30 rushes, 163 yards, three TDs, two receiving yards. Catches and 63 yards and a TD. Devin Cook went clutch and bounces back with that performance over the Green Bay Packers. That is one of those oh, week eight. Get you in and catch you up to date with what just dropped and staying on top of week eight news. Um look ahead preview um Arizona coming off a bye-week They Take on Tua and Miami. So look, we have Kyler Murray and Tua Tagalaua. <laughs> I pretty much butchered that, sorry. Arizona and Miami. Arizona, five and two, Miami, four and three. Looks to be a good matchup. Now, we're talking about Miami and Arizona. A good matchup. Five and two and four and three. Um Washington and the Giants division rival. Division rival again. Um the Giants look to rebound because like I said, the Giants can run uh, a quick The Giants could probably end the season on a good note, you know, if they can get, (laughs) it's crazy. I mean, we're sitting here talking about a division with, okay, Washington is, Washington is two and five. The Giants are one and seven. So, if the Giants were to win, then that would drop them to uh, two and six. But Washington has other things in mind, like winning, because if they win, they stay out of Dallas. And that's the key, because they would be almost behind Philadelphia. And that is... That,
1: we I'm gonna
0: have a just uh, devote about ten minutes strictly to the NFC East scenarios of how that is gonna play out. But just know that Washington goes to the Giants. The Giants and Washington they face off. Then we have Jacksonville and Houston. Okay. I know it's the. Uh, best matchup for this is Arizona and Miami I know because that's 4-3 and 5-2 and, and, and you know we're gonna see how Arizona fares with the COVID break that they had and how things are gonna turn out with that then we have Washington looking to stay ahead of the curve because they won against the Cowboys and if they can beat the Giants They can go to three and five and be right there with Philadelphia in the heat. And then you have Jacksonville and Houston. Both just looking to win. Jacksonville needs a win. Houston definitely needs a win because Jacksonville then gave up. Then gave up. the last five games and Houston won their first game and then lost to Pittsburgh and you know they got a buy and now you know there's trade talk about J.J. Watt and you know sending him to Green Bay some people saying sending him to Pittsburgh but Pittsburgh just got um, the Jets defensive and I think it was they acquired him and he was out there in his full dress uniform thanking the people's and he went to bed 0-7 and, and woke up well 0-8 and, and then woke up undefeated like you know that's that's the way week 8 has so uh, kind of been and that's just the tidbits we don't even Nearly to the peak, Um, your football waiver wire, fantasy football waiver wire, giving you clutch quickly for your pickup for week nine, Malcolm Brown, LA Rams running back, Naeem Hines running back, Indianapolis Colts, Marvin Hall, wide receiver, Detroit Lions. Jordan Wilkins, running back, Indianapolis Colts. Mike Williams, wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers. Drew Locke, quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Zach Moss, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Those are some quick tips for fantasy waiver wires because guess what? It is Tuesday. Of course, we know we're going to have to clear Tuesday. And as you're in, I think NFL leagues or the yellow Leagues. It's one of them that you... Tuesday, you kind of pop. But Wednesday, definitely. Waiver wives. I'm your host, Jay Perspective. This has been a part two segment of our week eight review and slash preview. Stay tuned as we continue to bring you NFL news, the latest updates, as we are... Looking ahead to the Tuesday 4 p.m. trade deadline. Yes. Seeing what trades will go down. Stay tuned. This is Clutch Sports Media.